patients getting paid. What a concept. If your story is anything like mine, you had to dial back your job or leave it all together thanks to your chronic illness. The paychecks quit coming, but the bills didn't, right? I spent years weeding through the scam job sites for flexible jobs and scam trainings for how to start an online business. I learned about paying patient advocacy gigs by overhearing someone talking about them on a bus. It's crazy the amount of time, energy, and money I spent trying to figure out how to work for myself or others in a flexible way that could accommodate doctor's appointments and hospital infusions or just not feeling well. Take advantage of my years of learning these tough lessons and get right to how to do it for yourself by signing up for my course, Patients Getting Paid, where you'll learn where to find these jobs and how to put your best foot forward in getting them or how to create your own flexible opportunities. Sign up right now for more information. Go to fumsnow.com forward slash patients getting paid. Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. My guest today is Jen Horanjeff, patient advocate, PhD, and founder of Savvy Cooperative, a platform that connects healthcare companies and patients to help improve healthcare by sharing the patient's knowledge and experiences and, wait for it, getting paid for it. Whoop, whoop, can I get an amen? And she has just been named one of the most daring entrepreneurs by Entrepreneur Magazine, which puts her in the company of people like Elon Musk and Chance the Rapper. She's kind, unassuming, and brilliant. And I'm so glad she's here. Let's go meet her. Hey, Jen, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so if you would please give everyone a little background on you and I don't know, maybe your education, your personal patient experience and advocacy work first. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Well, I am somebody who's been a patient as long as I can remember. I was diagnosed with juvenile idiopathic arthritis when I was just an infant. So I've grown up with that, have several autoimmune conditions that kind of came along with it. I have uveitis and Sjogren's syndrome and ankylosing spondylitis and Raynaud's. And about five years ago, I had a brain tumor removed as well. Gracious. So I was always, <laughs> I was always interested in healthcare because of this naturally. And sure. I wanted to do something. So I decided to go into medicine originally, but then opted not to become a physician, but wanted to kind of go into other ways of helping people. So I became a human factors engineer. So my education is in ergonomics and biomechanics, is what my master's is in. Mm. And my PhD is in environmental medicine. And that's a really loaded term. What I was most focused on are what we now consider these patient-centered outcomes. So what are the other things that affect somebody's health and health behaviors outside of just the clinical data that we're used to looking at, labs or x-rays or things like this? What matters to patients? And so that's really kind of my perspective is coming at it from both the personal side as a patient and then as a professional that has been now listening to how other professionals talk about patients and 
what they're doing. Right. Well, that certainly prepared you for what you're doing now. (laughs) You are the founder of Savvy Cooperative, for which I am a proud Savvy Ambassador. Thank you very much. Yay. It's a fantastic model that bridges the gap between patients and practitioners, providing the medical industry with real patient input and lived experience to inform their products and services. And it compensates those patients for those very valuable assets as well they should be. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't really remember how I found Savvy, but I do know that as soon as I did, I joined. And to me, it's just everything that is needed and has been missing in the patient slash medical industry relationship. It provides such valuable input for the healthcare practitioners, you know, whether they're doctors or pharmaceutical companies, technology companies, whatever, and make sure that that input is valued with a monetary component. I mean, I personally have participated in a lot of patient surveys and sat on a number of, you know, patient advocacy boards, et cetera. And I may have received a thank you or a lovely, you know, logo t-shirt or something, but that doesn't pay the bills. (laughs) But Savvy's shifting that model. Yay! (laughs) You refer to Savvy as the match.com of patient insights. I love that. How about you explain the story of Savvy? Sure. Well, you know, it just kind of piggybacks on my personal story of, you know, having the perspective as the patient and then being on the professional side. And what I found on the professional side was then there were a lot of people out there they were doing their best working to improve the patient experience through research or new products or services, but they were never talking to patients. And obviously, that was a red flag for me. And since I'm really open about talking about my condition and yeah, that I am a patient, I got a lot of then these researchers or other industry professionals saying, oh, hey, Jen, you're a patient. Why don't you share your perspective on this project or this committee? And at first, I was flattered, and I was happy to help, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people go through when they're first asked is like, you know, they're just like, of course, I'll do it. And so I was doing that. But when they kept coming back to me, it really signaled uh, an access problem. Because I'm one of 54 million Americans with arthritis. And I didn't think that I could possibly be representative. And and that's a diversity issue, right? right? I know that your listeners aren't seeing me, but I'm white and have a PhD and I live in New York City. And I wanted to make sure that others had the opportunity to share. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is when people would come to me asking for my perspective, I would say, well, let's get more people involved. And I would go and I would post that to my own communities, to my own Facebook groups, etc. And that's when then I was really flooded by patients wanting to share their experience. They just never knew anybody cared. They never learned of these opportunities to share. And so that was sort of the aha moment of, well, you know, there are all these professionals that need to and now want to hear from patients and patients want to share their stories, but there was no clear cut way to do this. Mm -hmm. And so it's also not unique to any one condition, as you certainly know, you have MS and Mm -hmm. I have these other condition, but we both are struggling with the same thing. So we set up Savvy to be sort of a one-stop shop so that we can create best practices on how to work with patients. So I with arthritis and you with NMS and, you know, if I had a child with 
asthma or a parent with Parkinson's or a Mm -hmm. spouse with cancer. We could find all these different opportunities to share that valuable perspective Mm -hmm. in really in one place. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's do a deeper dive real quick. What does the gig acquisition look like? Like how do healthcare companies or marketing companies or whomever find you and what types of gigs are they looking to fill? That's a great question because we have all sorts of gigs and the way people have been finding us is mostly through word of mouth. You know, we've been fortunate enough to be asked to speak at many different conferences. So I think a lot of people learn about us mm-hmm. organically through those opportunities and talking about us on social media. So people approach us and say, you know, I'm looking for these various things. And at this stage in the game, we do really talk to our clients a lot because we're kind of educating them as well on how to work with patients. So, you know, we talk through what their needs are and then help them understand how to, you know, best connect with patients. And that's kind of, you know, how that happens. And we then have a variety of different types of clients that might be from, you know, academic researchers doing scientific studies to new technology companies that might be developing, you know, patient health record apps. Mm-hmm. It might be market research firms that are looking to understand the experiences of people who have already participated in clinical trials so they would know how to make them better in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are looking to share their experiences for various different um, campaigns that they might be wanting to understand how to better make sure they're representing the people that they're actually looking to market to. So all sorts of things. And Mm -hmm. it's really exciting to hear all these different types of clients want to talk to patients. It's really empowering. Yeah, it's so cool. So you get the gig from the company. I'm just trying to break this down so everybody can understand. And the money they pay savvy will be paid out sort of in dividends to the, and I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, but owners, although I don't really need quotes because it's a cooperative. So it really is owners of the cooperative. Plus these same owners, that's us folks, if you join, can sign up for those gigs and be compensated for participation as well. Have I got that right? That's correct. And I should back up and explain a little bit about the co-op aspect so people understand how that works. So any individual like myself, like Kathy, like you listeners can join the co-op. It is, it actually entails buying a share of the cooperative, which is $34. And for those who can't afford it, we are fortunate enough to be able to provide financial assistance because of the generosity of other members who are really trying to make sure we have a diverse membership. So once one has a share, that means that they are an actual owner, no air quotes necessary. (laughs) And that gives our members, our owners, it gives them voting rights in what we do and board representation. And it also means that they are eligible to share in our profits based on how active they are at contributing to the co-op. And so you asked about, you know, how does that work? So when Savvy gets paid, when companies come to us and pay us for access to our members, that money goes into kind of a large savvy co-op piggy bank, if you will. We, of course, have to pay for our operations. But beyond that, any profits that we make, those go back to our members. And like I say, we redistribute that back based on a member's activity. So let's say over the course of the year, I do one survey, but you do three surveys and five focus groups and you user test two apps and you, you know, help refer more members and maybe you blog for us. 
mm-hmm. all these different things that are considered ways that you're contributing to the co-op. That means that you'll get a larger share of our profits because you've done more to help us. Mm-hmm. And that's just our way of saying, look, we can't do any of this without the patients. So we really want to make sure that they're the ones that are rewarded. We don't want it to just be a few people at the top. It's right. our members. And for too long, patients have been ignored in that yes. value chain. And so we're trying to restore that balance. Yeah. It's just the coolest. I mean, I've told you before how cool I think this is, but I will not stop telling you how cool I think this is. And I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. And I'm so excited that we're finally doing this interview to share it with my audience as well. So thanks again. So some of the gigs are in person, just to kind of clarify this for everybody. And some of them are remote opportunities. I know I saw one a couple weeks back maybe that was specific for MS patients. So as you already alluded, it's across the board. There are a lot of different sort of conditions that are represented there, right? But this one was for MS patients. In fact, I shared it, I believe, on our FUMS Facebook page. But this was to give feedback on a new injection device and app in exchange for a $75 Amazon gift card. So in that case, anyway, you're maybe not going to get rich on that gig, but you can string together multiple gigs and make some moolah and help advance research of one type or another, which is so cool. So can you give a few more examples of gigs and typically what they pay or is there no real typical? Well, that's the whole point is we want to really create best practices around working with patients. Mm -hmm. However, since our clients range from academics and nonprofits and startups to you know, working with market research firms that have the budgets because they're working with pharma, you will sometimes see differences in what they can pay. So that, uh, the gig that you're referring to, that was with a startup. And mm-hmm. I think that's great that they're able to still compensate patients in such a way. Right. You know, I think as patients, it's this balance, right? You know, they think that patients should just want to do this out of pure altruism, which <laughs> is nice, but we all do have bills to pay. And it's yeah. really not about that. It's just about the being valued, being understood that your perspective actually matters. Yeah. And so that's what we really try to drive home to our clients is just, look, these patients really have something very unique and you should be thinking about that correctly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where sometimes you'll see some differences in that, but that's because it might be a, either a startup or a nonprofit mm-hmm. or an academic. And all of that is noted mm-hmm. in the gigs. When you look at them, you'll see at the bottom and I'll tell you what kind of client they are. So you can make that judgment yourself mm-hmm. if you think that's fair. Yeah. And they can range. Like you say, it might be doing something like that, that's user testing, that you know, sometimes those opportunities have to be in person. So we know people love virtual opportunities, but sometimes you're actually physically testing out a product. And mm-hmm. so that's an example. You know, another example of something like that was we had one for testing out a new personal health record app and they wanted people to, you know, look at it, you know, walk through the menus, see if they liked it. And that was in person. But what's interesting about, you know, those kind of things is it didn't matter what condition you had for that. So you could have MS, but you could also not, or you might be a caregiver of somebody through, you know, going through their cancer treatments, but you know what it's like to try to have to manage all your health records and they're health records. So those are other kind of opportunities. And and yeah, so those can... They're changing all the time. And you send out on Mondays an updated list, which is really, it's fun. It's like Christmas. (laughs) 
get to open that and go, Ooh, let's go look what's yeah. in here today. It's fun. <laughs> we try to make that easy for people to quickly scan through. So we say, you know, who would qualify for it in terms of is it is it MS? Is it looking for parents? Is it looking for people with pancreatic cancer? Is it people on Medicaid Mm -hmm. so that people can kind of from a high level see who's applicable? And then if there's a geographic location Mm -hmm. so that you could quickly say, oh, this is in Philadelphia, that doesn't apply to me, or this I can do anywhere. And we also highlight how much somebody would be compensated for it. So you might see it's $75, it's $150, it's $1,000, it's, you know, there yeah. is no compensation because it's a journalist. We don't right. ever charge journalists. That's yeah. not, not how we want journalism to work. Exactly. So there are all sorts of different opportunities. Yes, there really are. It's really fun. I was kind of joking about the every day or every Monday is, is like Christmas, but kind of not because it really is very exciting, I think, to go in there and see all the different things. And it's just fun. It's just fun to see everything that's available there. Um, Well, I think what's exciting to people is that we're helping to develop a movement and educate people that this is an actual market where patients should be engaged and valued fairly. So it's really our co-op members that are helping to lead this charge to make sure that patients are heard. And that's the beauty of a co-op. We can act sort of like a union to make sure that patients are fairly valued. So we're more powerful the more members that we have so that we can really help direct this change. Yes. So to me, that's Christmas. That's yes. what I get so excited about. Yes. So how do people join Savvy or you know, become co-owners of this wonderful co-op and start participating in gigs? Yeah, well, it's simple. You can just go to our website, Savvy.coop. So that's S-A-V-V-Y dot C-O-O-P. You'd be surprised how many people misspell Savvy. There's two Vs. <laughs> but then you'll see all the information. And anybody can create a free account, create a profile, create gigs, etc. Mm-hmm. But becoming a member is an extra step because you're really signaling that you want to be part of this and become a co-owner. So there's a separate membership application there. And we don't turn anybody down, but you do have to take the extra step of agreeing to, you know, be a member and purchase your share. If again, you cannot afford that share price, there's a separate form to fill out to receive the financial assistance. And that's it. It's really a quick and painless process, but we hope that people take it seriously and want to be part of this. And, you know, again, remember that we will be more powerful, the more active and engaged our members are. So, you know, this is not something that I own alone. This is something that we all are part of. Yeah, we all own it together and it behooves us all to move it forward from all perspectives. That's what's so cool because sort of the more that each of us shares this message, then the more, you know, companies find out about it and the more gigs are available and the more patients join. It's just, you know, win, win, win all the way around. It's really awesome. And it's great to feel like a part of this and more research can be done. And it's just, there's no downside. I love it. And I love all the people that are involved. Everybody's there for the right reason. And it's really great. And you do feel very valued, which is a nice addition, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that all of health care was doing that. Me too. too, But we're starting the movement. (laughs) So I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the puppets. (laughs) That's another side benefit of being a part of Savvy. 
share the genesis of the puppets in Savvy <laughs> and how you use them now, if you would please. And by the way, I just want to let everybody know, I'll be linking to a video or two featuring the puppets so you get to see them ahead of time in the show notes. Be sure to go to fumsnow.com slash podcast to find the show notes for this and every pod episode. But yeah, tell us about the puppets. I'd be happy to. I mean, the puppets are happy accident, if you will. When we started out, you know, we wanted to make sure that people understood what we did. And so we wanted to make some explainer videos. And whether or not the listeners know, explainer videos, the cute little cartoons and all of that, they're actually quite expensive. Yes. And so, yeah, to have a decent one made, especially this explaining some complex ideas of what we're talking about with, you know, Mm -hmm. getting patients paid and uh, the co-op and all this. So, you know, asking for some quotes about how much would this cost? And I was bored that things like a two-minute video can cost 10 grand. Right. And as a co-op, we are responsible about our finances. when we did not think that was the best use of our money. So I just said, well, I can do that. And ended up getting some puppets and some props and just, you know, seeing if we couldn't come up with another way of explaining savvy and what we do. And it just kind of took a life of its own and people loved the puppets and that's savvy. We're all about giving the people what they want. This is their co-op. So <laughs> right. We, uh, more we puppets. with the puppets. Yeah. Hashtag you know, the members more say puppets. more puppets. <laughs> <laughs> we give them what they want. So that's right. yes, that's how the puppets came to be. And they travel with us to conferences and people take pictures and they have their own Twitter channel at Savvy Puppets. So they are now part of our uh, happy co-op. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, Jen, thanks so much for being here today to share this wonderful resource. And thanks for being at the forefront of such an amazing innovation for both sides of the healthcare equation. I really appreciate it. And thanks so much for being here with us today too. Oh, well, it is my pleasure because we cannot get this done alone. And the more we can join together, the more powerful we'll be to make sure that the healthcare industry knows that patients are savvy and deserve to be treated fairly. And if we work together, we can go places faster. So I appreciate you helping us share that message. I love it. Thanks again, Jen. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS podcast show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at fumsnow.com. While you're there, sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.